to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Katengel. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, saddle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Los amigos, it is Wednesday, January 18th. We are off and running. Got a busy show. Football, basketball, main topics today. You'll hear since I actually went and got my cable from the arena. That, that interview that I was talking about with Sean Payton and Colin Coward, he basically lays out the negotiations and the options and uh, his schedule for the week. So I'll let you listen to that here in the opening segment. And we're going to talk a little basketball, a little football here as well. Tulane taking on Houston last night. They did not get a win. Solid showing, though, against the number one team in the country. LSU basketball gets into action tonight against the Auburn Tigers in Baton Rouge. Auburn four-and-a-half-point favorites, and we do have a decision from Walker Howard. He has made his choice. If you listened to Matt Moscone yesterday, kind of told you where he was going, essentially. So we'll get into all of that and more after we officially welcome you to the Midway Point of View Work Week. Uh-oh. Guess what day it is. Guess what day it is. It's hump day. Hump day. I know you can hear me. Today's more that what that Camel Wednesday hump day is what it is. Yes, there he is. Sean Payton. Little warning here, little warning there in the interview with Colin Coward. But look, I'm playing it because you're gonna hear essentially everything is kind of an understood. He has that understanding of what both sides need to do. Words of wisdom. So we'll get into that in the opening segment. Scott Prather moving up 15 minutes today, like he normally does on Wednesday, 12.30. We're going to have him at 12.15. Coming up at 1.15, Larry Holder covers the NFL for the Athletic. Aaron Summers, Saints and Pelicans team reporter at 1.30. 2.15, Sean Fox from Fun Row, Louisiana. How does he feel? That as of right now, 12.02 p.m. on this Wednesday still. No staff changes for your New Orleans Saints. Speaking of, we normally would speak with Ralph Marlboro. He has vertigo today, so Larry's taking his spot here at 115. We'll hear from him maybe later this week as he gets a little bit better. But he was going back and forth with, with some with some people yesterday on social media, and it's a very interesting point that I hadn't completely thought of just yet. And if you're a, a fan that wants change, I don't know if you want to hear it. It makes a lot of sense. There's a lot of moves being made today. Teams retaining offensive coordinators and coaches, general managers being selected for the Titans. The Lions are keeping their OC. A couple of rising coordinators named head coaches of the Senior Bowl next week. We're going to get into all of that. But it's it's just something to keep an eye on on here. And again, I'm not saying anything isn't going to happen. But you're seeing a lot of teams starting to make the moves. Nick Underhill, New Orleans, that football yesterday. He's like, I'm not exactly, I'm not freaking out just yet. Because the moves kind of started yesterday. But you know, you know, fans, if we're going to make a move, make a move. Get, get out ahead of it. Remember, Senior Bowl's next week. A lot of people meet. 
with teams, coaches, coordinators, and all of that. But you start to see a lot of teams kind of make the move. I mentioned this yesterday. I mentioned this yesterday. That the Chargers getting rid of Joe Lombardi and their quarterback's coach, that becomes, to me, the premier offensive coordinator opening, right? And I kind of hinted yesterday at something that Ralph and everybody was kind of going on yesterday evening, which I'll get to in a quick second. 2.15, Sean Fox, as I said, Eric Alexander at 2.30. 800-998-1003 is the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. That will also be our guest line. If you want to chime into the conversation today, buddy, back in the LaRose studios, we'll say hola to you. Or French Cajun or whatever it is he says. Or you might even say yo. I don't know. But be nice to him and he'll put you on. All right. So back to kind of what I was getting at here. If I'll just come out and say it. They could run it back. The Saints. Hear me out. Again, not saying that it's the right move, should be the right move, or it's even happening. It's just it, it, the possibility could exist. What are you talking about? The I, I hear you. I listened this morning to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. And again, they're national people. They don't really follow a lot of the teams locally. And I always say this. You go to the locals first. And we're going to get somebody from Tampa here the next two days as well. I've said throughout the season, if you follow anybody that covers the Bucks, it's almost laughable, the similarities between New Orleans and Tampa. I mean, it is it is almost identical. The coordinator elevated to head coach, following a very charismatic, powerful head coach. I mean, Bruce Arians... Was on the same sideline in a game down here, remember? I mean, you saw him? Should have been fine. He did, I think. <laughs> he did get fine. He should have been up in the box. So, all of that. It's just weird how he was told to move upstairs, but still with the organization. Was it a Brady thing? Whatever. The OC, in title, giving the keys to the offense. P. Carmichael, Byron Leftwich. Now, we all saw for years. Even the Super Bowl, Bruce Arians is calling the plays. Sean Payton's calling the plays. But I'm listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max today, and they're, no, Byron Leftwich, you know, um, this was his first year, you can't blame him. He he had uh, injuries in the offensive line. You know, the the receivers didn't do that. The defense didn't play. Wow, that you could apply that to the Saints, couldn't you? Again, nationally, right? Not Leftwich's fault. Max Kellerman said they should fire Todd Bowles. Keep Leftwich. If you followed the Bucks this season, or if you've listened to the show at all, the amount of people that wanted Leftwich fired by the drive, by the quarter, by the half, was unbelievable. It was eerily similar to the amount of Saints fans that want Pete Carmichael done first quarter after the opening drive three and out. I mean, I'm being serious. I would say most people that follow the Saints or cover the Saints or are fans of the Saints at one point during the season, well, this guy, I mean, it's terrible. Get rid of him. Bad play call. Dude, that's the same thing in Tampa. Interesting how nationally, though, it's not left which is fault. The point I'm getting at is this. What is attractive, and I kind of hinted at this yesterday, what is attractive 
about that position. Hear me out. Well, Gus, there's only so many. Yeah, I hear you. With the head coach in any sport, okay, it's probably more understandable that people take a job where it's going to be tough and you may not make it work. Lovey Smith, Texans, that guy had no shot at winning the playoffs. He lasted a year. They fired him. He wasn't going to win the AFC. He wasn't going to be a playoff team. They got rid of him. That happens. But coaches will do it or, you know, because, hey, it's a head coaching job. You'll get paid handsomely if you get fired. Coordinators are a little bit different. Why? What are you talking about, Gus? I mean, it's your chance to move. Yeah, it is. But if you're rising and you're considered a future head coaching candidate, you can choose. You say, again, the offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions, staying for a season. Going to wait it out this year. Play again. They had a nice year. Maybe his, his star's a little shinier next year. The right fit. You want to be able to succeed. And here's the main reason why. I think the Saints have an issue at OC. That Ralph and them brought up yesterday. It's a good point. Again, I'm not saying that it's not going to happen or anything like that, but it's almost like a lame duck situation. What if Dennis Allen and the Saints struggle to start next season? Three, four, five games in. What if at the end of the season they part ways? Are you leaving? And Eric Bieniemy, because I know some Saints fans want him. Are you leaving Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, perennial, you know, Super Bowl contenders, for a team that may fire the entire staff at the end of the year? There's no guarantees that the new coach keeps you. Now you could have those provisions and the contract and stuff, but what if that offense doesn't work? What if the defense? Goes through attrition, they make moves, Cam Jordan retires, they trade him, Marshawn, whatever, and it's not that good. Doesn't matter what your offense is, Saints don't make the playoffs, Dennis Allen gets fired. Are you leaving Josh Allen, if you're Dorsey? Are you leaving Pat Mahomes, the enemy? If you're an up-and-coming offensive coordinator, are you taking that risk? The biggest problem the Saints have is they don't have a quarterback. You don't know what the future is at quarterback. And you have a head coach, whether it's his reason or fault or not. I mean, people see Twitter. People talk to reporters and stuff. Is Dennis Allen still the coach if the Saints don't play the way they did the last five games? Should have beat Tampa, could have won all those games, right? What if they don't play that way? Is he still here? I'm just saying that's something I'm sure a up-and-coming, rising candidate, offensive coordinator probably thinks about. I'm not saying that they wouldn't take the job. But my point is, who am I coaching? Who is my offense? Who is my quarterback? That's going to be the toughest situation right now and variable for the Saints. Even this week, even next week. Hey, young, hot up and rising quarterbacks coach offensive coordinator we'd love for you to be our offensive coordinator awesome is it Jameis is it Andy is it Taysom well we're probably going to draft somebody so somebody we have no idea of okay the Eagles guy a lot of people are talking about him the offensive coordinator under Sirianni well are you leaving that 
And this was, was being discussed last night, and I'm like, I hadn't really thought about it. I could absolutely see this organization say, because of those things, because of this principle, is the list of candidates that you're going to settle for as good or comfortable with who you are and your staff than what you currently have? Therein lies the problem with keeping Dennis Allen. And again, I'm not calling it a problem in terms that I think he should be fired. I'm just saying, when you make the decision to bring him back, do you have the confidence, if I'm a prospective candidate, that he's going to stick around this year or next year? That's something to think about. So when you choose to bring him back, eh, it almost seems like, you know what? You almost have to bring back Pete Carmox. Because who's out there that's going to know the roster and the players as much? Because what if you go the route of what Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max did this morning? Well, you know, Gus, the offensive line was hurt. You planned on Michael Thomas. He was out. Jarvis Landry was out. You thought Taysom Hill was your tight end, and you had to use him as a quarterback. You made do, and then at times you could see what happened, and we just had bad luck. Fumbled when we were about to score. Um, you know, Andy had one bad game where he threw picks. I, you don't think you could talk yourself into that? As opposed to, hey, let's bring in some guy that's never done it before. Quarterbacks coach. Give him the keys. Again, who's your quarterback? What's your philosophy? What's this roster? That's a lot of variables. I could see a plausible line of direction where they go, you know what? We'll have better luck next year. Our guys will be healthier. Staff knows everybody. You, you just, I, I, there's certain things we want you to. You have to get the ball to Camara. We're going to coach you up. This is what I need you to do. You've had a full year of experience of what it's like to make it work, as opposed to going and getting. Again, I'm not disrespecting some of these candidates, but maybe second, third tier guys. You're not going to get a top offensive coordinator. They're either going to be a head coach, or they're going to choose a better situation and wait this out. Because you don't have a quarterback. If the Saints had a young quarterback, year one, year two, different. I really think it's going to be a tough sell to get a, you know, magnificent offensive mind. Unless you give them that that, that assistant head coach title. And you say, hey, things don't work out with the team and it's not your fault. Offense is shiny. Defense is not. It just, it's a lot of variables. It's a lot of sticky situations that I don't know if this franchise likes to sort of deal with. Just saying. I'm not saying they're running it back. But I wouldn't be surprised. Could be completely wrong. By 1230, they could have a, a press release. I don't know. I'll talk to Scott Prate a little bit about this next on ESP New Orleans. Balance. 
You may know what that word means, but can you apply its meaning to your body? You see, it's all about the brain. At Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic, doctors work to locate and remove any nerve interference so your brain can communicate clearly with your body and help you correctly heal quicker. Located in Lakeview and West Harrison, Dr. Josh Roulette and his team at UCFC utilize a number of therapies to make your road to pain relief, recovery, and total body wellness efficient and effective. Go to ucfamilychiropractic.com for more information. Educate yourself on your body and let us get you back to balance. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the App Store or get it on Google Play. Place your order, choose your curbside pickup time, and your Rouse's Market's personal shopper will shop your order for you. And load your groceries into your car. It's just that easy. Rouse's Market. Feels like home. Missing teeth can adversely affect speech, digestion, and how someone chews their food. Studies show that missing even a single tooth can lead to being self-conscious, feelings of depression, and low self-esteem. Tooth loss can negatively impact nutrition, as your diet may be limited to softer, often unhealthy foods. That's why dental implants are a long-term investment in your overall health. With implants, there are fewer diet restrictions better bone preservation than dentures, and they won't affect neighboring teeth like bridges. Implants look and feel natural and can last for many years. Don't let missing teeth stop you from enjoying life. Make an informed decision. Properly placed dental implants can be a long-lasting solution for missing teeth when placed by the surgical experts. Your smile and health are too precious to trust to just anybody. Oral and maxillofacial surgeons are the trusted specialists having undergone extensive education and training, making them the experts in face, mouth, and jaw surgery. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the major league. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back, as always. Appreciate the time for the folks that hop on on the show, including Mr. Scott Brady. You can follow him on Twitter at Scott Mimic. Sir, good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing great, Gus. What's going on? Uh, well, um, I, I don't know if you were following Ralph Marlboro and a couple of other people yesterday on social media, bringing up a very interesting point. I led the show off with it. I, I could see a plausible line of direction where this team brings it back in terms of P. Carmichael based on lack of who your quarterback is, is a new candidate and a perhaps second, third level tier better than what you have now, especially on this point, Scott. What candidate is taking that job on the notion that maybe or maybe not Dennis Allen makes it this year? Well, a candidate that, you know, it wants to be elevated, someone that's never been an OC, someone that feels like they can get the job done, someone that's willing to say, yeah, maybe maybe it'll be maybe. This will just be a one-and-done thing, but I'm pretty confident in my skills, so if I come and fix the offense, it's not going to be that. If you're the Saints, you got to go out and find someone like that. you got to find the next OC, the guy that hadn't been an NFL OC yet, but has that confidence and isn't worried about, well, I, you know, what if I don't do good, and then Dennis does it, and then we're fired, or I've never done this. No. You go out and you find a young, somebody with some actual, you know, motivation and Somebody that has just, I don't know, the, the, the gall and the guile to get right. the job. But listen to I what you just said. Listen to what you, but listen to what you just said. Because you're bringing up my point about what you just said, Scott. 
bring somebody that hadn't done it before. That's my point, right? Is that is that better finding somebody that hadn't done it? Because you're looking at a quarterback's coach, or you're looking at somebody receiver, tight yeah. ends coach, right? Is that better than what you have? Every OC was at some point in their life not an OC. I mean, it's it, it, Carmichael's better than if you do something ridiculous like the Patriots try this year. But you want to believe in your front office and in your staff? Go out and find the, the next good one. I think when you, I think when you start talking yourself into, well, you know, it's going to be someone new. Is that a good thing? And I think that's just operating from a place of fear. You know, I, I don't, I don't think that's a, a good. Sorry, the dog's barking. I don't think, I don't think that's a, a, a place of. I just don't, don't be a wuss. Go out there, do something different. It didn't work this year. The offense mm-hmm. was just incredibly frustrating. Yeah. You obviously have problems. Dennis Allen's win-loss record as a, as a coach is, is, is abysmal, if we're being honest. Like, you right. can't run it all back. You just went 7-10 and 10 in the worst division yeah. in NFL history. I hear you. I don't want to hear I, about I, how I, close I, they were. Okay, but it just I'm calling you. You're a hot rising, like the Patriots interviewed today their tight ends coach for the OC position. Okay, you're, you're, you're a running back, tight ends coach, receivers coach, Scott. I've been told you, you, man, you communicate well with players. You're going to be a great offensive coordinator. That's what I'm saying. I think somebody like you though, but if you're rising, is this a job where you go, hmm, I mean, I think it's different if you have a quarterback or two that you kind of know. Who's going to be your quarterback or young quarterback? I guess what I'm saying is if I'm a young, up-and-coming, rising guy, I either stick it out for a better situation or not. I, I think the the way this team is and is constructed, remember, got the cap, maybe have some players that aren't going to be as good this year. Maybe you run it back with Cam and stuff, but do you see him here in two years? Is the defense going to be nearly as good? Is Kamara with you? Is Michael Thomas with you? Is Jarvis? I just think there's a lot of questions if I'm a hot up and coming candidate. And, uh, I, uh, oh, oh, how many? Like, I don't. I'm not in enough league circles to know how many hot up and coming coaches there are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right. we hear about like right. hot up and coming head coaches, but like we, we talk about, you know, you only have 32 of these. You only have 32 OC jobs in the NFL, and a mm-hmm. lot of those don't even get to call plays. You want to build your resume? If you actually, again, if you're that guy, then I don't want you. Because then you're operating from a place of fear, too. You know, it's one thing if you go to a place and and you're interviewing for a head coaching job and you know you're going to have multiple opportunities at it and ownership is a catastrophe. You think Sean Payton, when he sat down with Al Davis, and basically said no and ended up taking a Saints job that worked out. That That's not that's, – that's like such an extreme situation. Like, we're talking about OC here. And if you're an OC and you're like <laughs> – yeah, I don't really want to go there. Well, then, yeah. then that's not your person for multiple reasons. One, because they don't want to be there, obviously. And two, they're also operating out of a place to fear. If you're a young enough comer, you say, man, I can go somewhere. And if our offense is anything better than it was a year ago, mm-hmm. I'm good. Even even if I'm not going to be there long term, I'll put enough on tape. I'll show everybody. I can call plays. Look what I did for that team. Look how much their offense changed. Um, that's. You know, and, and if you're in line for an OC job, you know, in the NFL, most of these hires, look around, do hires. Most of the head coaches in the NFL right now were offensive-minded guys. Not all of them, most of them, a lot of them. 
So that's your best pathway, too, and just waiting to see if you're going to get a job somewhere else that might not ever come. Byron Leftwich was looked at as one of the best postseason football a couple years ago. He just got fired because of how bad the season went. So you, you, you can't, whether you're the team or whether you're the person, you can't operate out of a place to fear. I just I don't buy into that. I don't. I don't buy into them running it back with Carmichael. They might, but I'm going to be very critical of it. Sorry. <laughs> you got me fired up, Gus. Come on. I, I'm just, I, I like the song. It's a good show. Did you ever see Welcome Back, Kata? <laughs> no, but I know the theme song. <laughs> I know the theme song. I'm just saying I have it ready for you. I can, I, it's what, whatever it happens in the press release. He's like, that's what they're doing. They just want to keep running you it. You know back. what? They just run back. Feeling. Let me tell you something. It, the press release from the Saints or the tweet is just going to be simple. Dot, dot, dot. And still, offensive coordinator, oh Pete Carmichael. <laughs> You're going to run it back like it's the championship, though. And still. <laughs> and still. Failing at his job <laughs> as a play caller. Pete Carmichael. still. Um, all right, let me ask you this, man. What did you make of the basic? I mean, it's almost unprecedented. The basic open negotiations <laughs> that Sean Payton had on Colin Coward. I'm playing it after your segment here so the fans can listen to it. It's about five minutes. And it, I mean, he, he goes into detail, right? His schedule, the teams he's interviewing with, the possible compensation. And I thought the most interesting part though was at about the two minute 40 second mark. He said, um, and, and it's different next year, the compensation. And I'm like, what does that mean? Oh, that's right. The shine maybe won't be as much, right? I mean that. It, yeah. It, it, so yeah. maybe you don't get that first round pick. It was almost like him saying, "Hey, look, take what you get now because it's going to be more than what you're going to get next year if I don't coach, or or if I, you know, I'm a candidate next year as opposed to this year." I don't know. What do you make of the a very open and you know poignant? Conversation with Tom. Yeah, I, I, I suppose so. Everything with Sean Payton when it comes to him. Calculated. With a camera microphone. <laughs> always. Calculated. calculated, orchestrated. I've told you he quit on the Saints. He had a great exit strategy to get out of town and still be beloved and still make a lot of money. Like next year, he'll still, like, the shine's going to be off. Why? If he's back in TV for a year, the only difference will be, well, we know he's really kind of choosy here. He's still. Like, they're still going to have the rights to him. And, yeah, you wait two years, then it's gone. He doesn't want to wait two years. He doesn't want to wait one year. He, that's why he's going to be coaching somewhere next season. It's not going to be New Orleans. We all know that. He sure. knows the Saints front office. He's saying, you know, maybe a mid to late first. That's that, If you're the Saints, get more than that. Like, he's not dictating the terms here. Like, I, he's almost laying it out there to make everyone feel like, Oh yeah, that that makes sense. Well, that seems like plenty. That if you're the Saints, you you have leverage. If a team really wants them, if if Carolina in your own division, if Houston, if Arizona, if Denver, if they really want them, get everything you can get for them. It might be more than just a mid to late first round pick, you know. Um, and and him just putting it out there and suggesting that it wouldn't be as much. That's the narrative he wants out there because I think he knows Mickey Loomis is going to ask for at least first but more than that and he's he's just kind of planting the seeds he's trying to get the messaging out there 
And it comes off like, you know, he's trying to help the Saints. No, he's not. He's trying to help himself. And I don't blame <laughs> right. him. That's what he's supposed no to doubt. do. But no doubt. I don't, I don't think it's just everyone's like, oh, it's so open and poignant. I'm like, man, that guy, that's all. He says what he wants everyone to hear. I've talked about this a lot. You you can really speak to this, Gus, right? Okay. Let's just be real for a minute. Right. Uh, Sean Payton, in his early years as head coach, thought the best way to try to control narrative with the media was by bullying. I mean, he would call members of the media. They wrote something he didn't like. Mm-hmm. He'd get their cell phone. He'd tell them he didn't like it. That's, I'm not saying it worked, but that's intimidation. And then as, he, he, as did. he did it longer, he realized, you know what, maybe honey's better than vinegar. Let me butter him up a little bit. Let me tell him, I'm sorry I used to be this way. When ultimately, if you're winning, none of it matters. But, like, he, the longer he was the head coach of the Saints, the better he got at shaping the narrative. I'm not going to say controlling, because I don't want to act like New Orleans media are puppets. They're not. They're not. But could, shaping it in a way, in a positive light for himself. Winning and losing goes a lot into that, but it's not that simple when it comes to, you know, I mean, I, I think we could agree, Gus, Dennis Allen, his um, PR skills with the media, they need a little work. I mean, they need some work. Um Dan Campbell has losing seasons in Detroit, not this year, but a lot of them. And, you know, it's like the media is like, man, he just, he knows how to talk. He says all this great stuff. He's got me fired up. Jeff Saturday was a terrible decision. Wasn't a good head coach. Didn't surprise anyone that he wasn't. But pretty good with the media, maybe because he worked in the media for a little bit. So Peyton, he, he got really good, in my opinion. You could probably speak to it better than me. But I know how he operated when he first got there. And I know how he was operating with the media locally by the time he left. And there was a big change there. So anytime he's on national television and he knows the questions that are coming, I don't look at him. it as him being necessarily completely open. I think he's just trying to shape the narrative. And I think he does a really good job of it. I'm not, I'm not even bashing him. I'm, it's a compliment. But everything he says, he says with a very very specific re- uh, reason with intention. It's not like, I'm just going to be open today with Colin Callis. No, no, no. That's, that's not how Sean does it. It's, I'm going to get the message out that I want to get out. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to talking. I mean, am to I you. wrong? Am no, no. I mean, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, it, like I said, I, it, there isn't anything that guy says or does that is not calculated and on purpose. And he's, right. he, he's, always, he's ahead of the game, man. He's uh for sure. As a, yeah. as am I. I have my uh have my music ready. Ready for when it happens. Oh, there it is. Jeez. I play that when Zion and BI come back. Then I'll then i go. Everybody clap. Come on. Yeah. There it is. You know what? You're right. I could use that for when Brandon Ingram and Herb Jones and Zion and everybody else come back to Let me hear I want that. Yeah. I want I want to hear it with the Pelicans. That's what I want to hear. With. I don't want to hear it with the same staff members. Well, welcome back, baby. Um Scott, is always a pleasure, man. <laughs> you got it, brother. I appreciate it. Man. Yeah, let's see what happens next Wednesday when we chat. That's Scott Prather from 103.3 The Goats in Lafayette. Give him a follow on Twitter at Scott Mimic. We come back. Um, see what I just did there. We will uh, take your phone calls if you like. Plus, I'll play that interview uh, that Sean Payton did on Monday with Colin Coward. We'll talk more about this. What do you think? Uh, is Ralph and others and myself out of my mind? I'm just saying. I can say plausible line of direction. Where'd Al come from?
Sports Hangover on ESP in New Orleans. Simply free. Don't those two words go together nicely? Especially when they describe the very best in daily money management. At SL Bank, our Simply Free checking account provides you the tools you need to manage your account and to make life a little easier. Want to know more about Simply Free checking? Just talk with us today at SL Bank. Member FDIC. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. Our focus is to get you back to work, Louisiana. I'm Sine Villavaso. Coming to our office, we have the resources and services you need. The people who work here have the passion to do the work. One thing we want them to know is that they matter. There's a great need here in the city of New Orleans. One of the things that we're trying to do here is provide opportunities. We're ready to get the citizens of New Orleans back to work. Find out how the Louisiana Workforce Commission can help you at laworks.net. Keyshawn Johnson, Jay Williams, and Max Kellerman. Struggle City this morning, Key. Yeah. Max and I have not had our coffee yet. The coffee machine is broken here at the seaport, and I, I don't know what to do. Well, we've ordered coffee. Water, water does not get me to where coffee gets yeah, me water's at great. the top of the morning. You, you know what I mean? The point of water is to is to offset the caffeine from the coffee so that you don't get dehydrated. But water's not going to wake you Key's up. He's not a coffee guy. Key will have the random Red Bull every once in a while, which I don't know how you do in the morning. Yeah, you don't have caffeine in the morning, Key? I see you with Red Bull. Yeah, but didn't you just hear Jay say every now and then? Yeah. He doesn't do a Can you hear that, Max? Come on now. Yeah, but Wake I've up. seen it. He I've hasn't seen had it. his coffee. Put, this, put it this way. I've seen it plenty of nows. <laughs> I've seen plenty of nows <laughs> with the Red Bull. Yeah, coffee, coffee are for teachers, doctors, things of that nature. Not for me. Oh, coffee can't live without it. GJ and Max, followed by Greeny. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. Oh, big talker, ain't you? A man that likes to talk. Now, back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill on ESPN 100.3 FM and ESPN 1003.com. 800-998-1003, as you just heard the voiceover gentleman there, and let you know it's the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline, so let's discuss this a little bit here as well. Plus, still to come, we'll talk with... um. With Aaron Summers about tonight's game, and that is the Pels in the Heats. Miami 24 and 21, a three point favorite, by the way. Pelicans, they've lost six of 10. BI, though, you saw a video that she posted a little bit earlier today, and the team is out there shooting, looking like he's doing more and more before games. Um, so, so my hope is, I, I, I think you're going to see him before the All-Star break. I think you'll see him within the next week, week and a half. If not, by the weekend. He's already been ruled out today um, for tonight's game. Zion as well. Now, Herb Jones is questionable. Okay? So, let's see if we at least get him back. Um, he got two games on the road Friday and Sunday. Orlando and Miami. The same team he's playing tonight. I'd like to I'd like to go two or three. You gotta have Friday. I know they're young. I know they got, you know, Boncaro. That, that's great. You have to win Friday, and I like to split with Miami here. Uh, I was talking to the graph earlier today. Winning in Miami, I, that's that's another place. A house of horrors, sort of like the Wizards. Um, it's been a bit probably since you've won at Miami. So tonight's a big game. Tonight's a big game. Pell seventeen and five at home. It's been a home court advantage. It, it's it. I, I like to split Miami. 
Got to win Friday. That's how kind of I'm looking at it here. All right, so I want to play about two and a half minutes or so of Colin Coward on Monday on Sean Payton's schedule segment. Again, he's been doing this every Monday. Comes in, talks about everything. And there you go. Just listen to it. We can comment afterwards. Tomorrow or tomorrow? Tomorrow you can interview. Are you interviewing? Yeah. So um, the way the league rules are set up uh, for coaches that are under contract with teams, and, and that would be me, um, they can begin the interview process tomorrow. Um, I'll have a chance to visit prior to then. Like I've talked with a few teams. Mm-hmm. That's that's just done through permission with the Saints. Um, but I think this week would be yeah, it would be Houston. Um, Denver, uh, later in the week, Carolina. Do you go there? Um, in, in, in some cases, depending on schedules, they'll come here, or in other cases, Zoom. I might go there. End of the week, I'll go out to New York. I'll have a chance to visit with uh, Mr. Tepper in Carolina. If I may, what's the compensation look like? Can I ask that? Um, we, we haven't even met yet, so that's probably something. Well, no, that's that's something that comes up later in the process. Um, I mean, that matters. Yeah, but 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 being that I haven't interviewed with any of these people yet, it's it would just be you know speculating relative to. Can I ask this question? Um, compensation for the trade or compensation for me? Well, let's start with a trade. Okay, so the Saints, some for instance, Denver uh, doesn't have a first because they gave it up for Russell. So I'm not sure even how it, would that make that problematic. No, I look, I think. I think each team um, would be a little different. Mickey Loomis and I have talked already about it. I, I think ultimately the compensation f- for the Saints would be uh, a mid, a mid or later first round pick. Okay. Um, now we can arrive at that in a lot of different ways. Uh, I think Denver has a pick they acquired back when they traded. Uh, it's the Forty Niners uh, pick. Yeah. So they have okay, that. Okay, you're right. So it's end Chubb of first pick. round. You're right. Yeah, but but each team's got different ammo yeah. or different pick selections and you know it, it could be a future one maybe where you have to throw in something um i i say this because i know mickey well and i heard him talk the other day and and he was right on and i think i am too um he he's got a job to do as a general manager with the saints uh and and he'll he'll get the right compensation and and i'm sure the team if it gets that far uh, we'll arrive at it. And it's probably this year, it would probably be, you know, a mid to late first round pick, I, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, now it changes if nothing happens this year and we go next year, then it, that changes considerably. To me, I want to pause there because that's what I was bringing up with, with Scott Prather. Is that almost like a, let's say threat, but it's almost like, well, you know, look, I mean, if I'm, I may not be as desirable next year or is that him maybe saying hey look it changes next year because look right right now you know broncos and russ and and, you know maybe the teams that may need a coach next year aren't kind of where i I don't know i just i don't know how to really take that part but it was said on purpose because colin was about to ask another question he threw that in there so if you're a saints fan and at two minutes and 40 seconds you heard him say his schedule here. Now, he's already been interviewed by the Texans. He interviewed yesterday in Los Angeles with the Broncos. And now, Peter Schreger, who uh, was basically his buddy old pal, right? He was the guy that 
talked to Sean Payton on that Sunday pregame show, if you remember, last week, and he broke it all down. Let him know that he had already talked to the Broncos owner by telephone. He tweeted two hours ago, Sean Payton's Broncos interview lasted several hours yesterday in L.A., including multiple members of the Broncos ownership group. Per source, he will travel to New York to meet with David Tepper regarding the Panthers at the end of the week. Now, you heard him in, in that with Colin mentioned other teams and stuff. I, I I don't see any other teams right now, right? Texans, Broncos. Now, he had met with the Cardinals. And that was a team that had asked for permission. Remember yesterday, the GM saying, or the owner saying, we're going to have a head coach in the next couple of days. So I don't know if that's a direction where it could be going here. So what do you make of that when you hear it? Because, look, he said he's talked to Mickey about it. Right? We've kind of speculated, hey, you got to imagine they would talk. He has. He just said it. we talked about it. So everyone's kind of operating in the open and understanding of what it takes. And it is interesting that he says, hey, I understand he's got a job to do. I got a job to do. Right? I mean, he doesn't want to get rid of all his draft picks. He still wants to be able to build a winning team, which is why I don't think two is on the table for Houston. I think 12 is. So, it's just, I've never seen anything like this. I mean, negotiating it open, and at the same time by doing that, it's kind of setting the bar in the stand of what the Saints can get or not. Right? Mark, what you got for me here on the Sports Hangover? Hey, you know, I think as a Saints fan, the Houston Houston is the best place for him to end up okay. because they have the most capital to to play with. You know, so you could say, "Oh yeah, we'll give you, you know, a late, you know, with the, you know, you're 14 and if you want something, maybe we'll give you a third." You know, um just something that we don't have because unfortunately, the trust of Mickey Loomis and, and his crew is a little diminished in my opinion, for me especially mm-hmm. because they are the ones that put us in salary cap hell and traded away, you know, trade away draft picks to jump up one spot. You know, when you, you trade away, you know, four draft picks to jump up one spot. And, you know, like I said, my confidence there is not high. But I was just looking, you know, well, what you were saying, where's the best place as a fan? Let him go to Houston. He's got a buttload of picks. I mean, what did they get, 46, 47 picks for the – Deshaun Watson, I don't remember, you know. Mm-hmm. So he's got plenty of draft capital, and it's, it's a better a better situation for Sean if he gets to rebuild like he did when he came to New Orleans. And everybody knows he can do it. I mean, the guy's a good coach. But, you know, that's just kind of where I'm at. I just Yeah, no, I, I, like I said, I, I think that's why I said yesterday to me, I think Denver – which you heard in that, right? You heard how quickly he's like, oh, no, 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 Denver's got a first-round pick. I mean, he's aware of right, everything. Yeah, yeah. He threw that, <laughs> yeah, he threw that out. He's like, no, I can, dude. I can get Russell Wilson. He knows you know? everything for every team that he's talking and interviewing with. He knows their roster. He's had the time. He's had the time. He only goes to the studio on Sundays. That's what he's doing. We saw him earlier in the year, right, at the Chargers in a suite by himself. What do you think he was doing? He was looking at the team. <laughs> I mean, oh. he, he knows the roster. He knows who he's keeping. You know, the guy famously 
told us at least twice a week about the board, right? You heard Dennis Allen refer to the board. Who do you, who do you think came up with the board? There's, there's a board <laughs> in the room, you know, at the facility with players that are available on other teams, on their team, like who they can upgrade. This guy is 25 steps ahead. So you would think in this situation where he's going to get to pick his next spot, he knows exactly the compensation. You heard him use the word ammo. He knows the draft right. picks. He also knows what he would tell the future team. Eh, I don't know if you give away the third or second here. You know, do this and that. Right. He, he has, he has, he's orchestrating the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, just imagine you get to orchestrate your next Everything destination from both plus sides. your salary plus the compensation for yep. your former employer. Yep. You know, well, I while mean, letting Mickey think that he's doing a great job. Yeah, like yeah, so was, we all know <laughs> Mickey right. ain't got much input on this anyway. <laughs> well, yeah. well. The, the only other dark horse is. What happens this weekend if Dallas gets completely waxed by Mr. Irrelevant and the San Francisco 49ers? I, uh, yeah, I am, I, you know, dude, I, I am, I promise you, look, Jerry, Jerry Jones just has dreams of Sean Payton coaching the Cowboys. It's, it's probably, you know, I, you know, I dream of, you know, playing TPC Sawgrass, you know, you know, other people dream of other things. Sean, Jerry Jones is dreaming of Sean Payton coaching the Cowboys. And, you know, so at that point, everything goes out the window. Because if, if Jerry Jones says, hey, I want Payton, Mickey, what do you want? Mickey's just going to say, I want, you know, he can give him a list of 42 things. And he'll probably get 38 of them. Yeah. Because cause that's Jerry and that's Jerry's ego. Although, you know, it would be fun to see what Jerry's ego and Sean Payton's ego look like together. Yeah. But, I agree. Um, All right, Mark. That's just, a, that's just a dark horse, man. I, ho- I really do hope it's Houston. I truly do because I, that's the best outcome for the Saints. The, the, the interview with Carolina is interesting in that, you know, again, he could choose. He could say no, no thank you and stuff, but I, I think he wants to hear. And, and I think the more teams, the, the better. I think from his position uh, of power there as well too, right? The more teams that are vying for him, it ups the ante, ups the salary, ups the power, ups whatever. So, but uh, yeah, so it's the Panthers on Friday in New York. He's already met with the Texans and the Broncos. Thank you, man. Appreciate the phone call, Mark. Hey, I hope you have a great day. You too, man. Have a good one on this Wednesday. Quick break. We come back. Uncle Earl. He does not sound happy. Per buddy, we'll talk to him right out of this break on ESPN New Orleans. Get ready, Greater New Orleans area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show, is coming for two big days only this weekend at the Pontchartrain Center on Williams Boulevard. Show hours are Saturday 9 until 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealer tables available. Full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun, books, camouflage, jewelry, and related items. Hunters and collectors, this big show's for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission is just $10 for adults and $2 for children ages 6 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got any guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them to the show. Thousands of buyers will be there. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The big one, the great Southern Gun and Knife Show. Show hours 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 till 5 on Sunday. Come to the Pontchartrain Center on Williams Boulevard to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. While you're there, be sure to register for the $50 restaurant gift card. See you there at the big one. Sure as shooting, don't miss it. Start your day the New Orleans way with New Orleans Roast Coffee. A small batch roasted coffee made right in the heart of the Crescent City. From our signature southern pecan flavored coffee... 
to our classic rich dark roast and chicory blend. New Orleans Roast is your everyday, anytime celebration. Pick up a bag or two today. Available at your favorite local grocer. New Orleans Roast Coffee. A true taste of New Orleans. Home health services in South LaFouche are vital right now. Look no further than Lady of the Sea Home Health. For the sick, the elderly, and the homebound, our caring staff makes each day a little brighter, a little better. With quality health care and warm, genuine support, you and your loved ones are the most comfortable, content, and independent in your own home. Speak to your physician today about home health services from Lady of the Sea. Call 985-632-6900 for more information. Quality health care locally for you. How can we be excited about a show where we just talk? Talk sports. That's how they talk in the Major League. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. General D chiming in. Remember, uh, Mark, Dallas has no picks. We don't, we don't want Dallas. Good old Jerry. I meant to play this yesterday. Yeah, I didn't have my cable, but I have it today. And um, he was just, I mean, smitten's. This is the problem why I've always said I don't see Sean there. Uncle Er, I'm going to get to you in about 30 seconds. But I, because after every game, good or bad, this man's going to give a press conference. The question, what do you think about Dak Prescott? I thought he was outstanding uh, uh, before the game. I was talking with Coach Mike, and uh, we both agreed Dak was going to have to be the one that won it. Uh not necessarily the defense, although he'd be the first tell you and I would too. It's team game. <laughs> but uh, the defense, when you get in a game like this, you've got to have a great, uh, really outstanding quarterback play. And, boy, he met the mark. Met the mark in every way. And uh, I told him right before the game, we were talking, I said, don't you, don't you be anything but aggressive. No conservative here. Be aggressive. Can you imagine Mickey Loomis walking up to Drew Brees before the game, giving him advice? I'm just, I'm being honest. Do you think ever Mickey Loomis walked up to Sean Payton and told him how he should handle the game? Ever? Hey, Coach, what about Mike? I'm so proud that he's our coach. And I give him, as I did before the game, I give him a lot of credit for what we're, where we are. And uh, uh, he has, uh, he has the credentials. He has won a Super Bowl as a head coach, and he's put a team together and watched it evolve the way that this team is evolving, and that was one of the reasons I heard him. It is. Vote of confidence. Uncle Earl, sir, how are you this afternoon? Hey, Goose, happy Wednesday to you, my brother. Happy Wednesday, man. Hey, what you going to say when that 49 stomped the ass in the dirt? We'll see <laughs> after that oh, man <laughs> Exactly. Hey, hey, Goose, uh... The longest, the, as long as this plays out, and uh, do you think the longer it plays out, when do we have to make a decision on on the OC? Do we have a timetable? I, I, I'm fearing the longest this plays out, they're going to come back. Well, Carmack was back, and I'm going to be pissed. I'm telling you right now, it, it, uh, Goose. I want my team in the playoffs. I, I, look, I know we're going to have a, a whatever year and a quarterback. I'm tired of this bull crap, man. I, look, let's make the cuts right now. Let's get an OC. Let's. Hey, look. Hey. hey. Oh, there it is with the. God. Oh, Jesus. Hey, hey, Goose. And, and, and then, if, hey, if we get the pick, whatever, 12, 17. Yeah. I hope the Saints make the right pick, right? Oh, if well. they go and 
what if they do another uh, turn of pick? I, I'm going to lose it, man. I, holy shit. We got to have a – I mean, it's got to be a quarterback, right? I mean, come on, Goose. You got the inside, baby. What's, what's happening? I got no inside. I, got, I, I, I'm just playing the music. I got no insight. Because <laughs> a lot of the things they do doesn't make any sense. <laughs> just start accepting. Hey, Goose, it, I, I definitely don't want. We definitely don't want Sean Payton going to Carolina, right? That's not not. I don't. Not, I, not don't I don't think that's man. an option. I mean, I, 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 I mean, I can't say it's not an option because the man took the interview. But I think it's you know. Right. I mean, I, I think like in, in anything, if you are asked to interview, um, it's probably not a bad thing. Plus, l- let me tell you what else he's doing, and and he's done this before. He's admitted to it before. He's said it before at track. There's reasons they bring in or they interview at the combine the future picks, perhaps that they'll be playing against. Mm. He wants to know all about them. He's done it in the past. He he will he will set up interviews or have guys come in and stuff. He knows he's not either going to draft them or not, or on purpose of the combine they they want to interview. Hey, let me get to know who this guy is. Because I'm going to have to coach against him. So what better way, think about it, to kind of know what at least two, if, if if he chooses one of these three teams, and again, he has an interview with the Cardinals yet, or let's say one of these four teams, what better way to know what those organizations look like, run like, or be handling everything, what their plans are, what their roster, their money, their financial makeup, than actually having a sit-down and a free meal? It's pretty smart. One way, shape, or form. I'm not saying that that's what he's doing, um, but I, I have a hard time thinking he doesn't already know where he wants to coach. Uh, I agree. And, and, and Goose, I, I, I miss Sean, man. Look, I, and I know, I don't know if things got kind of squirrely at the end or whatnot. I don't know if he was losing. To, I, I miss him as a, 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 a coach and as oh, a, no. a as a. a Person too, right? I mean, yeah, uh, do you in your heart of hearts? Do you think Carmichael? You think the Saints are gonna? You think Gale's gonna be like, well, let's give him one more year with with Da? And do you feel like they're gonna go that route again? <laughs> well, first off, I'm Come playing. On, I, I'm playing. My heart will go on for you since you miss Sean Payton. Ah, um, ah. as far as whether or not they. They, they, they go that route. Again, I'm just presenting a plausible direction or path simply because I, I think an interesting, I wouldn't even say scenario. It's just, it's, cause I don't even think it's really all about what they do. Hear me out. Cause what I was saying is this, right? I'm, I may want a car, a house or someone to date or somebody, whatever. It's got to be mutual, right? You either have to have the funds to purchase something or the interest has to be mutual. I could maybe want to work somewhere, but they, A, have to be hiring and B, want me. So that's what I was discussing, and I will ask Larry's opinion coming up at 115 from The Athletic. But I asked Scott this, and I'll ask you this too, because you want P- Carmichael gone. You said that, right? Yeah. But if your best option or the people that you're interviewing. I don't disagree with Scott that there's some somebody is going to want that job based on there's not many. It's their opportunity to build their resume. It's their opportunity to call the plays. It's their opportunity to not be a tight end receiver as a quarterback coach and be an offensive coordinator. It puts you a step closer to a head coach. I get that. But what I'm saying is 
let's call it tier one. The tier one candidates are those that are probably feature head coaches being talked about, maybe you've even done an interview or two. Okay. What interests you about the Saints? Because I'm talking about people that are not going to be like, ooh, there's a job opening. I need to go get it. Okay? They're either a current OC or a current OC being interviewed for head coaching spots. I don't know who my quarterback is. I have a roster that could be aging, and and there's some question marks there. And the biggest of them all is, is the head coach going to be there next year? What if the Saints don't do well? Does Dennis Allen survive that? What if they start out one and three, one and four? I don't think the Saints are the organization that fire people in the middle of it. But, you know, so am I interviewing? And in that interview, which is going to be very uncomfortable if Dennis Allen is there, I'm going to say, you know, so do I take over? Like, am I looking at this job as, hey, that's a spot, but maybe that guy doesn't do well and uh I can take over there? Or what well, I think is the more... Out. Right. Well, that, that's what I'm saying. The more reasonable thing. Again, I'm talking about tier one. Tier one. The desirables. Right. The, the OCs that are being interviewed for head coaches right now. Or, or really good, like, that's why Biennemi and Dorsey for, they're not leaving Josh Allen and Pat Mahomes for a situation where they may be fired next year. Because a new coach gets hired, he may bring in their own person. They may keep them, they may not. I don't know. But, you know, look, look at the offensive coordinator for Detroit that decided to stay. This year. Probably, you know what? Hey, they're playing better. They're doing good things. He's more desired next year. Right? As opposed to doing that. So now you're on to tier two. Which is what Scott said. He brought it up. The first thing out of his mouth is, you gotta go get a quarterback's coach or a receiver's coach. I'm like, okay. Well, is a quarterback's coach, a tight end's coach, a receiver's coach, that's never called plays better than P. Carmichael for what you have right now. Most of your roster... He knows. Your head coach has a relationship with. You understand what I'm saying? Like, is it a better move to go for a tier two? Because you're not getting a tier one. I could be completely surprised, but I'm just saying, if you're, if I'm a tier one and I'm, and I'm being asked, Hey, is this a job that interests me? There's a lot of question marks. There's a lot of variables. Now I can look at it the other way. I can look at it the other way and go, Hey, we're going to get a first round pick from Sean Payton. Mickey Lewis can tell me, look, we're going to draft a young quarterback. You get to mold them. Uh, whatever happens with this team, Dennis Allen's going to get the defense working. Look what happened the last five weeks. They got better. We got healthier. He's going to take care of his job. You go do the offense. You got Kamara. You got Alave. So it is desirable. I'm just, it, the question was just being bantered yesterday about it. If you can't get a good OC or an up and coming one, is it better than what you have? That that's yeah, all I present. I, I would I would if I and I'm a Saints guy and I I, I would wait and go on the next job. I I got to go, Goose. But look, always a pleasure, baby. Have a wonderful show. Sounds good, man. Appreciate it. There it is. Uh, our one is in the books, and we'll be back with our two the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans. This is an important notice to all U.S. taxpayers. The IRS is giving away billions of dollars in tax savings through a federal program called the Fresh Start Initiative to aid delinquent taxpayers. This initiative was established for anyone facing financial hardship and unable to pay their back taxes. Qualifying and enrolling in this program will stop all collections, settle your delinquent tax problem, and even reduce what you owe by thousands of dollars. Call the hotline at People's Tax Relief to see if you qualify and get this free information by dialing 800-285-2521. 
If you have unfiled tax returns or cannot afford to pay your personal or business back taxes, you can now get the help you need. One simple phone call can resolve your tax problem and save you thousands of dollars. To see if you qualify and to get this important free information, call 800-285-2521. 800-285-2521. 800-285-2521. 